Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Papers Breaking News. It is Monday, July the 10th. And before we start, as usual, I'm here to remind you to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Stuff, sorry, off to a good start. Uh, If you're listening and you like it, Take a screenshot of the podcast and share it to your Instagram story. Tag me at Bravo and Botox or at the Bravo Papers and I will share it. Some of you did that last week and I didn't do it. Um, I was just in the weeds. So if any of you ever worked in the restaurant industry, which I did for a long time, it's a common saying in the weeds when you have too much going on and you can't handle it all and you're just like out of control. That was me. <laughs> That was me the last two weeks, big time. So I apologize. I'm caught up. I'm going to try to be better. And please also tell someone, anyone you know who might like it, who likes Bravo, who likes to keep up with the Bravo gossip, all that kind of stuff. Um, Follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers, at Bravo and Botox for my Twitter roundups. And... If you're using the new social media app, Threads, so if you don't know what Threads is, basically people were getting really annoyed on Twitter because Elon Musk put a limit on the amount of tweets that everyone can see. So you could only see like 600 tweets, which you might be like, that's a lot. But it's actually not because you know, just as you're like scrolling through your feed and it's not like Instagram, like the tweets are small, right? So as you're scrolling through your tweets, like you could hit 600 quick, like way quicker than you might think. And so then you'd get this message of like, you know, something like you've reached your limit or something. And then the paid account. So the people who are paying like $8 a month to have that blue check on Twitter, they're allowed to see 6,000, which Again, like if that's there shouldn't be a limit. It's social media, right? The whole point is you can be on it as long as you want and look at whatever you want, right? In terms of scrolling through your feed, etc. When I do Twitter roundups, I easily look at a thousand tweets probably. Do I literally read a thousand tweets and pay attention to a thousand? No. But I probably scroll through that many and kind of skim and scan trying to find the best ones, you know, because people are like, oh, you always have the best tweets in your roundup. Yeah, because I go through all the shit that's out there and there's a lot of shit (laughs) and uh, and I put effort in. So, you know, that affects me. So that's why people are going to threads. It's not because people think Mark Zuckerberg is the lesser of two evils, or that somehow Meta and Mark Zuckerberg are more 
moral or something. No one, we're not, you know, the people who use Twitter, we're not stupid. We know that they're both just as bad and they're both trying to take all of our data and, you know, turn us into servants one day. But the point of the story is that you're going to be on one anyways. You want to use, if you're going to be on one anyways, you want to use one where you're not limited and you can kind of use it the way that it was originally intended because Musk really came in and destroyed it. So that's why, to make a very long story short, that's why I have threads. <laughs> so if you want to follow me, I'm Bravo and Botox. I already have way more followers on threads. Like I'm like up at like over 5,000. And it's funny because I've had threads for like, I don't know, I've had threads for like three days or something, whatever it's been, less than a week. And I've had Twitter for like 10 years and I've got like 2,000 followers. So Twitter is a hard place to get noticed because there is so much noise on Twitter. Um, and even if you are big on like another platform, it doesn't always, it doesn't transfer because they're really not related at all. So do I like threads better than Twitter? I don't know. I like it better in the sense that I'm not limited of what I can see. Yes. I also like it better in the sense that all the people that I follow on Instagram got moved over there. So I'm seeing threads from a lot of people whose content I really like on Instagram who don't really use Twitter or don't usually update or whatever. The algorithm is kind of better in that sense right now. But I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Do I think that threads is going to be successful long term and take over Twitter? I really don't know. I don't really care that much if I'm going to be honest. Like I, I had like someone in my comments be like, stop trying to make threads happen. I'm like, I don't care if threads happens. It really doesn't affect me. Um, what affects me is if Twitter goes down or they keep limiting and I can't do my Twitter roundups. <laughs> so that's why I'm on threads just as a backup plan for now. So I don't know if it's going to take off or not. We'll see. Anyways, um, they've got some issues, you know, they need to use hashtags, they need to have a place where you can find all the threads that you've put a little heart on, they they need a search function, so they're missing a lot of stuff, so right now it's not like the best in terms of that, but we'll see. All right, so let's get into it, because today is Monday, July the 10th, and I've got some thoughts I'm here to bring you your breaking news from the past week, but mostly I've got thoughts because this whole Kyle and Mauricio thing is annoying me, to say the least. So I recorded that episode of Bravo Breaking News last night, or sorry, last week, and literally like a few minutes later, I pressed, you know, publish my episode. I published it, it went out, and then 20 minutes later... Kyle and Mauricio released their Instagram statement. Now, that's not what annoyed me, but that was just poor timing. Um, what annoyed me was the statement itself. Now, I understand there are two kind of schools of thought when it comes to this statement, but I'll tell you which one I am. First, I'm going to read it just to refresh our memories. So here's Kyle. In regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. 
Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle and Mauricio. Okay, so I got a few things to say about this. First of all, she says any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. She's playing with words here, okay? Because the story from people was that they're separated, not divorced. And people do get separated and then they get back together. That happens. So is it possible that Kyle thinks they might get back together or work through this? It's possible. Is it possible that she's, that's just her way of saying like, we're not divorcing right now, but maybe we're going to divorce like, you know, in a couple years. <laughs> also, yes, that's what I think. Um, do I still think that they are separated? Yeah, I do. Now, it's very annoying, though, that she did that because she knows the people story said separating. And this is the thing that Kyle does. Because at first I read this and I felt kind of a twinge of like empathy for her and of like, wow, this is a strong statement. And she's like coming out and, you know, to kind of put us all in her place because this is her family and her life. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is a this is bullshit. This statement is what it is. Okay, so first of all, she uses the divorcing thing. Then we've had a rough year, the most challenging of our marriage, um, etc. Fine. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. I highly doubt that. I think that's a lie. And then this is the part that really annoys me. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. Okay, so then quit the show get off my screen. I don't want you on the show then. Nothing makes me more angry than housewives or people on these reality shows who refuse to share what's really going on. That's why everyone hates the Fox Force 5, because they basically made a little group and they made a pact to protect each other from actually sharing what's really going on in their life. That's why they get so much hate in the first place. And that's what really annoys me about this statement. I mean, it would be one thing if Kyle had her entire life uh, on the show, always showed her fights with Mauricio and the problems that they had in their marriage, etc. But she never does. We have never seen one fight, argument, anything contentious when it comes to Kyle's immediate family, her husband and kids. Yes, I am aware that she has, we've gotten some A-plus drama about the Richard sisters, but I would argue that that is mostly because of Kim and Kathy more recently, right? Because Kim is, you know, an addict, she almost couldn't help herself but to sort of put things out there on camera. And it was kind of the other cast members, like Lisa Rinna, etc., who pushed for those things to be talked about in the later seasons, right? Since you stole my goddamn house from season one, you know, like, I feel like Kyle has just gone about her way trying to put out this perfect persona of her perfect family, etc. Even the season where 
um, LVP was trying to get Brandy to talk about the cheating rumors or whatever with Mauricio, Kyle lost her mind over that. Like, she could not handle that. They tried to talk about it like that was a real thing. She would not allow it. And then meanwhile, she's all over everyone else. You have to be open. You have to be honest. She's always demanding it from everyone else. Yet she doesn't do it. And now here we go. Something real is happening. Her and Mauricio are having problems. But to me, whether they're separating or divorcing is irrelevant. The point is that they're having serious problems. And I guarantee you that the new season that's coming out in the fall, winter, we will not see any of those on camera. I do, do I know that because I've seen it or I've talked to No, I just know. I bet you she's going to hide it. The whole season is going to be about some other BS. It'll be about like Ozempic or, you know, oh, uh, you know, I don't know. Dorit is opening another Buco de Beppo room, is decorating. I don't know. It'll be some BS storyline. And we're not going to see any of this. Right? And then now that it's come out, maybe we will on the following season after that, so two seasons from now, but even that, now that she knows we're all on to her, etc., it's going to be highly curated, and she's going to present it how she wants, right? Here's the thing. If you're on a reality show, you don't get to have it both ways, but a lot of people try. A lot of housewives try, okay? So they know that to stay on the show they have to have some kind of drama. So that's why you get housewives like Kyle, Melissa Gorga. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Those are the two that come off the top of my head. Erica Jane, the Fox Horse, who will try to hide their stuff by poking at other people. Oh, Margaret Josephs is another one who does that by poking at other people. And then when it's their turn... Somebody else tries to bring up some of their shit, they absolutely lose it. But you can't have it both ways. You don't get to have all the spoils of the reality TV world, you know, the fame, the wealth, the status, the endorsements, the advertising, all those deals and everything, like everything that Ariana from Vanderpump Rules is getting right now, but share nothing. And if you do do that, if you manage to do that, it might last for a little while, but eventually it's going to come back. And it's it's just unfair, right? And, and I get it. The world's not fair. But at the same time, why are we supporting these housewives? And this is why everyone was so mad at Robin Dixon last season on Potomac. Because, you know, something was going on with her marriage. And then she tried to put it behind a pay, paywall on Patreon instead of having it on the show. And Andy was annoyed, too. So, I mean... This kind of stuff, to me, it has to stop, right? Like, we've got Ariana and the Vanderpump Rules cast. They are they are our perfect example. They did such a good job. This thing happened, and Ariana went to work. She told the producers. She texted everyone. She did what needed to be done. Was it partly selfish, maybe, because she just didn't want Sandoval to manipulate it? Yes. But the point is that that cast... They do a good job of not discussing their issues with each other off camera so that when they do, when the camera starts rolling, it's more authentic and it's better. They don't, you know, that's why their conversations don't sound fake and scripted all the time. 
they actually sound natural because they know how to do that. They'll wait to bring things up. Whereas, you know, on Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills is the worst offender, in my opinion, because of the Fox Force 5. They like their conversations sound like they're reading from a script. It's ridiculous. It's like you can tell they wrote it out ahead of time and practiced. It's it's insanity. And that's why everyone that's why they're also bothered by Garcelle and Sutton, because say what you want. Garcelle and Sutton don't do that. Which is why, you know, as much as some people want to be like, oh, they're not that great, blah, blah, blah. No, they actually bring a lot to the show because they poke at that group that needs to be poked at big time. So I'm annoyed. I'm sure you can tell. But (laughs) I just feel like, you know, you want to work through this privately. That's fine. Like I said at the beginning, get off my TV. Why are you here? Why are you getting this big paycheck and all these privileges? It's not cool. Um, and, And I just think about what she did, you know, what her and those girls did to Denise Richards, you know, you have to be open and honest. You can't be on the show and then not share that you, you know, made out with Brandy or whatever. Like, OK, so same for you then. Let's go. Right. Um, and that was the same thing with Erica Jane. When all that stuff came out, if Garcelle and Sutton hadn't been on the show, the last two seasons with the Erica Jane storyline would have sucked. I heard a lot. There's a lot of people doing revisionist history right now, now that Rena's off the show, being like, oh, see, this is why we need Rena. No. Rena, they're like, oh, the, those last two seasons were good and Rena was on it. Yeah, they weren't good because of Rena. She said nothing to Erica. She refused to ask any questions, nothing. They were good because Sutton and Garcelle poked at Erica. That's why they were good and asked questions. And that kind of open the door for others like Kyle and Dorit to do it a little bit too. Whereas if Sutton and Garcelle weren't there, they wouldn't have done it at all. (laughs) Trust me. Okay. And yes, I understand Lisa Rinna was like poking at the whole Kathy Hilton thing, but Lisa Rinna only goes after specific people. Okay. She'll go after Kyle's siblings, but she's not going after Kyle. And if she did... I guess there's a chance she would have, but we can't, I mean, we can't bet on her. She's not reliable. She's just not. Because look at her with the Erica Jane thing. My God, that was a letdown. Okay, so on that same topic, Teddy goes on her podcast. And this, this annoyed me even more. Okay, so Teddy gave this like emotional statement and she had this like dramatic pause and blah, 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 about how she's not, you know, she's not going to comment on Kyle and Mauricio because that's her friend. And da, da, da. Now, I understand there are a couple schools of thought when it comes to this. I get the people who are like, you know what? She's being a good friend. That is one of her best friends. And I get that. If I was Teddy, if I'm going to be honest, I probably wouldn't talk about it either if it was like my best friend. Now, that being said, she talks about everyone else. Every other housewife is up for grabs, right? So again, this is that like Fox Force 5 privilege of like, they have agreed from the start. They made this agreement, not from the start, but it developed over time. And it's been a few years now that they're not going to talk about each other's shit. And, you know, because of them, if it wasn't for Erica's husband getting arrested in the whole plane crash victims thing, if it wasn't for that... 
and for Garcelle and Sutton coming in to shake things up, the show would still be stale, like it was for those few seasons where it was really like, oh God, with like puppy gate and panty gate, and it was terrible for a while there. It would still be going in that direction. Okay. So Teddy's annoying too. Obviously, we all know that. That's, you know, the least surprising news ever. Um, but, you know, I think she should find a way to talk about it at least in a more subdued manner because she literally I mean like she makes her money and gets her clout from this podcast but of course like it's almost like she's admitting that what she does is an invasion of privacy or is somehow exploitative and it's almost like she's saying to everyone like yeah I'll do it to all these other housewives in the housewives world, but I'm not going to do it to this one because she's special. She's my friend, right? And I get like Kyle's closer to her, you know, but they are all in that Bravo world where they're like kind of, they're like co-workers, but from different locations, you know? So anyways, people are pissed about Teddy. I had maybe one person send me a DM to be like, Oh, Teddy's being a good friend, but literally like 50 others that were like pissed. And I went on Twitter and went in the comments of Teddy's uh, post and, you know, 99% are calling her out on her hypocrisy, which she probably knew it was going to happen. But anyways, so on the on more on the Kyle Mauricio thing in terms of what's happened since I last recorded they posted pictures of their family together over the July 4th weekend these like happy family pictures or whatever honestly that just annoyed me even more it just reinforces not that they're a happy family that doesn't annoy me it just reinforces though how calculated Kyle is like, she's just, it is all about the public image. Like, she cares more about presenting that her family is perfect than she cares about anything else. Okay? And then there was also this, like, quote-unquote paparazzi picture of her and um, Mauricio eating dinner in Aspen. I think it was staged to show that they're... Because that fits the narrative. Look, they're trying to work things out. The two of them are at dinner. They're having a conversation. I don't know. Like, if they really wanted to privately be working things out, they could do it. They can order in. Like, I, I don't know. I think it was staged, but I'm very skeptical because th there is so much behind the scenes stuff that then anyone will ever know. Um, then Kyle has to post on her story, parting is such sweet sorrow with a picture of Aspen. Like, yeah, she's talking about Aspen, but she knows what she's doing, right? It's just, it's very annoying. And uh, the paparazzi interviewed her at a gas station. She basically said she won't talk about Morgan Wade. So if anyone out there is thinking like, oh, we're going to get a good season of Beverly Hills because of this, think again. Um, I would, I would curb your expectations because you're going to be let down. You're not going to get any of this. And the season after, I don't think we're going to get much. All right. So let's talk about something a little different, um, a little more fun, which is Vanderpump Rules. How did Vanderpump Rules become the one that's lighter and more fun? Um, so Ariane is officially going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I think she has a chance. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, so... 
I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna watch it just because she's on. I wasn't like ever like a like I was never like an Ariana Stan. Like yes, I'm Team Ariana in this situation, but like she wasn't like one of my favorite characters on Vanderpump Rules. Like if Katie was doing it or Lala, I'd be more likely to watch to be honest. But I support her. And even if she sucks, I think she'll get a lot of pity votes, so that's good. And she might not suck, though. Who knows? We'll see. She, I think she has potential. I could see her, like, really digging into it and trying. Um, Sandoval's filming. He was asked by TMZ. I don't know if it was set up or not. It kind of looks set up. But anyways, um, there was also somebody, like, boots on the ground, saw him and Sandoval, sorry, Sandoval and Schwartz filming out at, like, a... Uh, restaurant and basically you can hear the audio picks up the person filmed it on their cell phone something about obviously I think this was hyperbole but Sandoval saying oh yeah all this just because Greg stubbed his toe or like something like that so obviously there is some storyline with the restaurant with Greg I don't know. So we're going to see. I mean, I got to be honest. I like this storyline. I don't like Sandoval, but I like the their absolute gong show disaster of opening a restaurant storyline and just how much they have fucked up, how much money <laughs> they've spent unnecessarily. Like, and I love that Greg is always on them. He just never like I love that. I think he's a good kind of character to just be like, look at these two idiots. They don't listen to me, etc. I think that's funny. Um, there's also word on the street, and this is just word on the street, I don't have confirmation, that Sandoval is, Sandoval, I almost said, sorry, Sandoval is selling his share in Schwartz and Sandy's. Now, one of my followers pointed out that there is on the, um, the door or at the restaurant there, there's a Bureau of Alcohol notice, yeah, on the door, because if you, basically, if you change ownership, you have to notify them of any changes because it affects the liquor license. Hmm. So there's that. So we'll see. Now, who knows? Maybe there's some other change or maybe there's a change of ownership. Maybe Greg is the one leaving. I could see that too. I don't know. But I guess we will find out on the new season. And I actually do think we'll find out because the Vanderpump Rules cast will tell us, unlike others. Anyways, um, Raquel's hasn't been seen filming yet or anything like that. The rumors is she's holding out for a pay raise. I don't know what I think about this. Like some people are like, she should hang out, hold out for a pay raise. You know, she's the moment, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really think like, she's not a great reality TV character. She's only good because she slept with Sandoval, which is, that's kind of sad. Um, so I mean, if she comes on, it, it would be interesting to see her dynamics with him. And it would be interesting if she's going to share more things that maybe we didn't know. That I'm down for. Give her the raise. And then I think after this season, she can go. We're good. We don't need you anymore. Um, Lala is apparently doing an interview with Howie Mandel. Or has already done it even, maybe. She said it's going to be two parts. So it's going to be some, you know, some meat to it. Uh, but she has to wait until Bravo approves it before she can release it. I am very excited about this. 
I don't listen to like every single episode of her podcast, but I listen to, you know, the ones that interest me. And obviously when Scandoval was going on, I was listening to all of them because they, they were good. Um, I loved she, there was one where she has Katie and Katie's mom on. If you haven't listened to that one, go back. It's really good. OK, that one was one of my favorites. But we'll see. I'm I'm really looking forward to that because I'm hoping that we can kind of see Lala school him a little bit in all the stuff that he doesn't know. Because I don't think he knows how much he doesn't know. Which is annoying, at the least. Because, like, it's one thing if somebody doesn't know anything. But it's almost like he... I feel like he has refused to admit how little he knows. And that's what we need. Okay. I wonder if he's watched the show yet. I mean, if I was his daughter, I would force him to start from the beginning and watch the whole thing. But that's just me. And my dad would do it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. The whole cast is returning. Oh, Jesus fix it, as Phaedra would say. Um, Listen, do I want this? No. I don't even know what I wanted for the next season of New Jersey. I really didn't even know. I still don't really know what would be the best thing to do. But this is not it. <laughs> now, if we look at this objectively, is it surprising? No. They had very high ratings. So why would they change it? If it's not broke, don't fix it. And the storyline, I guess, is kind of unresolved, as Andy said. However, on the other side, the fans are tired. Like, and it doesn't matter what side you're on, whether you're like a Melissa fan, a Teresa fan, or if you're one of those people who's in the middle and thinks they're both wrong in some ways, like every single person is over it and tired of it. Now, I think the reason they had the high ratings is because people thought this season was going to be different and people thought there was going to be, you know, like some kind of final resolution and sort of like the, you know, the nail in the coffin for whoever, right? And I think it was partly because Teresa, and I do think it was partly because Teresa got married. And there was, that was a topic, right? Like, people have been following her for so long through like giving birth, going to jail, having a, a first husband, divorcing him, a new one. Like, so, like, I do think that was part of it. So I don't know. To me, this is not sustainable, they could maybe drag it out for one more season, but I don't e I don't even want to watch it. And I've already heard a lot of people say that they're not going to watch it. And there's like even people saying they're going to boycott it. I'm down with that. I'm usually not down with that. I'm also usually one who, you know, will be like, oh, people say that and then they won't watch. But I mean, I would encourage people if you're not happy with this decision to not watch because they're never going to change anything unless the ratings go down. Okay. Um, so on another note, John Fuda's son uh, does an interview with Page Six. So this is her, this is Rachel's adopted teenage son. And uh, you listen, I'm not going to go into details about everything he said, but the gist of it is his birth mom feels like a stranger to him. This is very weird to me. Why? is this happening? Like, the season's over. We've moved along. The storyline is kind of wrapped up. And that's it. Why is a teenage boy, and I'm not blaming him, 
interviewing with Page Six? And why are his parents allowing this? I mean, I think not only did they allow it, I think they probably set it up and talked him into doing it. He probably didn't want to do it, and he's just doing it because he loves them. And they probably convinced him, like, listen, this is going to make us look better because your mom is trying to make us look bad. Right? Maybe he has some resentment against his birth mom, so he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But God, how sad is that, that they're even taking advantage of those feelings that he has? And again, this is just my perception and my opinion. This, These are not, you know, it doesn't mean that's exactly how he feels. I don't know. I can't read his mind. But what I'm saying is that if this was me, like if I'm just imagining if my daughter said to me, I want to do an interview with a publication. I want to set the record straight about how I feel about my birth mom. You know, now that you're on Real Housewives, mom, etc. I'd say no. Sorry. You are a teenager. You're too young. It's better to just ignore it and just leave it. And you should not, you do not need to be getting involved with all this adult stuff. Full stop. Okay. So that is what I would do. That's my perception. And I don't know. I just think it's kind of gross and exploitative. And if there's one thing that, PR people and people in the media know it's that if you ignore a story, it goes away faster than if you address it. If you address it and respond to it, and celebrities do this all the time, they won't give a comment, they won't respond to something because the more you do it, the more life you give it, and the longer it extends. They are now extending this. People had stopped talking about this. Everyone was talking about Kim and, or sorry, Kyle and Mauricio, right? The new thing comes along, right? And then now it's has life again. I'm talking about it. I wasn't even going to talk about John Fuda and Rachel Fuda this week. So I don't know. To me, that just feels really, I don't know, slime. I don't know. It gives me the ick. So yeah, that that's going to be a no for me on Rachel Fuda. Like I'm just, I'm done with her. I think that's, that to me shows a certain level of fame thirst from someone who's one season in only that I don't like at all. Okay. Kim and Croy call off their divorce. <laughs> a lot of people were like, all that for nothing? I mean, I kind of had that feeling because I've covered it so much, but I don't think that means they're not going to get divorced ever. Like, yeah, maybe right now they're like, okay, let's try to work on it, see if we can salvage this for the children, etc. But I don't know. Do I think this is going to hold up long term? This marriage, I mean, I don't. I, I don't. Unless Kim is actually getting real, authentic help for her, you know, gambling addiction for whatever other issues that her that she has that her and Croy have as a couple you know I think it's a slim chance I hope for the sake of their children that they can and that things can get better but I'm also just trying to be you know a a realist here now a lot of other people are like okay they just the whole divorce storyline was for publicity I mean I don't think it's as black and white as that I think it's more gray I think partly, I think it was true that they were splitting up and that because there was too much like very embarrassing stuff coming out, not to mention like the 911 calls and all that, 
But I do think that the getting back together and trying to work on it, that is could possibly be a play for a show, right? Kim trying to get back on RHOA, them trying to get their own show back. Hey, look at us try to navigate our relationship. Look at us have fights. Look at whatever. So, you know, I think it could also just be that they couldn't, they realized they couldn't afford this divorce. Like financially, it might make more sense for them to just stay together and work it out. That happens a lot. Um, And again, the publicity doesn't hurt them either. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Sonia is pregnant with her second baby, which congratulations to Sonia. But um, I don't know. It's like, you know, that Sutton moment with Teddy, like, oh, I just thought you were a little boring and now pregnant. Like, I just <laughs> I just had that exact. I saw that somebody posted that on Twitter and I was like, yeah, I had that thought, too. Like, Sonia's if Sonia was exciting, I would be more excited to see it on TV, but I don't, I don't know if she, I don't know if we're even going to see it on TV because I don't really think she's going to last another, a third season. Like people are not into her. So we'll see what happens, but congratulations either way. Um, another interesting thing was Marlo posted about some stolen dresses. I, this was kind of wild. Um, so basically Marlo, I guess, she a few of her dresses and like designer expensive dresses were stolen and she has found that they are being sold or resold on hang on I'm going to pull it up so I can tell you what the website is um and basically she posted on her Instagram to call them out um okay so she put at to like the companies I guess that are selling them And she tagged them and said, I've personally located some of the items stolen from my storage last year being sold on your platforms. Angry face emoji. I am asking that these companies have a representative contact me, my team and the Sandy Springs police ASAP to get to the bottom of this. And then she put pictures of the dresses. The Valentino gown is very rare. Less than a handful were produced. The robbers even went as far to actually use photos of me in the Roberto Cavalli dress for their advertisement. I need answers ASAP. The majority of the items stolen from me are irreplaceable. It hurts as I've collected these items for over 20 years in my world travels. I want my things back. So then she posts a screenshot of like the Roberto Cavalli dress being sold for $5,000 on this website. And then she posts a picture of herself wearing it that they actually posted Like, the site that is selling it posts pictures of her in it. And then the Valentino dress, which is $9,995 on a a site called First Dibs. And then the next picture, there's a picture of her wearing it. Like, it's crazy. It's insanity. Um, Like, there's a skirt and top. There's, There's a whole bunch of items. There's like six or seven dresses. Okay. So anyways, that's wild that, so those were stolen from her storage unit. Um, I'll be interested to see if they, you know, she can get any of it back. I guess we'll see. Um, just a couple quick things before we end off on Real Housewives of Miami. I, if you remember, I talked about this last week, Larsa or sorry. Yeah. Apparently Adriana had a drink thrown in her face by Larsa. We found out. 
So Larsa did an interview with Bryce Sanders recently where she said the season is like pretty crazy and that she has bite marks to show for it. So, oh, okay. So does that mean someone bit her? <laughs> I guess. Like, I'm like, did Adriana bite her? Like, what happened? I, Anyways, I'm very excited for the new season. Now, maybe it's like they got drunk and they were partying and, you know, one of them like bit the other as a joke and went a little too. It could end up being that because you know how they are, the housewives in Bravo. They like to trick us. Um, but we shall see. And last on Orange County, this is funny. I wanted to end on this because it was so funny. Vicky's ex-boyfriend, fiance, released a voicemail basically of Shannon, Vicky, and Tamara, the Tres Amigas, drunk calling him, and they leave like this drunken voicemail. Now, he says that he has Vicky's number blocked, but they called from Shannon's phone. And they're all like talking to each other and like laughing, and you can tell you can tell they're drunk. And they start asking him, like, Vicky's like, why did you cheat on me? And da, 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 like stuff like that. And I mean, it, it's it's from May the 28th. <laughs> so it's fairly recent. But, you know, I don't know why he decided to release it now. I don't you know, maybe he got more calls. I don't know. But he's basically like, stop harassing me and my wife or something like that. Now, some people are like, Vicky needs to grow up. What a child. Other people are like, this guy's a cheater. He deserves it. He let her, he used her for, you know, because he was like running for some political campaign and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny, but I don't know. I, like, it's wrong, obviously. It's something that like me and my girlfriends would have done when we were like 20, which is what kind of even makes it funnier because these women are like <laughs> in their 50s. Um, but again, this is why they're reality TV stars. And a lot of us who wouldn't do this at the age of 50 are not. So, all right. So thank you so much, everyone. Um, I apologize if I ranted too much at the start. Hopefully you liked it. <laughs> and please don't forget to um, rate, review, subscribe. If you have not, please follow and subscribe to my YouTube channel youtube.com slash at the at sign the bravo papers i have like hardly any subscribers and i and i really want more even if you're not going to listen on youtube can you just subscribe please please thank you you're the best um and it's a good way to listen to the pod too because like it's easy they're just there on youtube it's just like there's no image it's just like the cover art of the podcast um but i know there's a lot of you that are big like youtube people good way to listen if you don't have like apple podcasts or spotify or whatever it's good it's free all that good stuff okay all right so thank you everyone and now you are in the know for everything bravo See you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.